You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to continue with our exploration of the OPT model. And so uh, our last one we did was core. We're moving on into balance within the OPT model. So trying to understand the components of a workout and where they fall in in the OPT model, whether it's stabilization, strength, and power, to get a better understanding of what those exercises look like, therefore how I can program those exercises within the model. So first, let's define balance. Balance is the ability to maintain and control center of gravity over our base of support. So sometimes the base of support changes, like when we walk. I change support from one leg to the other leg. Not only that, uh, it is dynamic, not static stabilization as I walk. So static stability is me just standing on one leg. Dynamic stability is me moving or moving something around me standing on a single leg. In fact, as I walk, I also change my base of support, whether I go into a heel strike and then my full foot and then ball of the foot, toe off. Those are all different inputs that I get in order to stabilize. Now, that's very dynamic, and that movement actually helps to facilitate, almost like uh, facilitate our balance, almost like spinning a ball on your finger versus trying to stabilize and balance it on your finger without spinning it. Sometimes the movement actually helps. It's that static stabilization that can be pretty challenging. And then we can also challenge not just static versus dynamic stabilization when it comes to our balance, but also balance is really comprised of our our vision, which is probably our our biggest stabilizing component that we have, our vestibular, a huge component of stabilization in our balance, and then finally our somatosensory, which is our ability to feel whether or not we're being balanced. And you can explore this a little bit. So think about just standing on uh, on one leg. It's not very challenging for a lot of people to stand on one leg, but close your eyes and then try to maintain the stability. And that actually changes things quite a bit. Um, I also, years ago, I had worked with a client who was deaf and he had a very hard time balancing because his inner ear, the vestibular components that help to support balance were messed up. And we had to really focus on not just vision, and seeing where your body is in space and trying to understand it so that you can make adjustments, but feeling it. So sometimes I'd have him close his eyes and really feel and try to stabilize with his eyes closed because it was very difficult for him to balance anyway. But to do that and focus on the somatosensory, his ability for the mechanoreceptors to feel a change in space and to know that that change in space would then offset the center of gravity over the base of support, and he needed to stabilize it. So he needed to develop stronger, as we all do, and especially as we age and balance becomes more challenging, to develop a greater sense of neuromuscular control, which is the response, whether it's conscious or not, of the muscles putting the body in a purposeful movement and maintaining control over it. So I want to be able to maintain control over 
my balance, center of gravity over base of support. So balance training. Balance training, we know the research shows that it improves our balance, it improves our coordination, it improves neuromuscular efficiency, our neuromuscular control, but it also actually assists with reducing athletic performance injuries. So we see that when it comes to ankles, <clears throat> that uh, ankle uh, ankles being rolled, we see a reduction when balance training is implemented. There's a lot of stabilization work and balance that we can do that actually helps us with our athletic performance. So there's something that we will do oftentimes is put somebody, especially for balance stability. When we do stability training, we'll put somebody in what's called a proprioceptively enriched environment. And that's going to be an unstable but controllable environment. And we'll do exercises that cause the body to use this internal balance mechanism and this internal stabilization mechanism in order to have that center of gravity base of support. So there are three levels to the OPT model and balance will fall into all three levels. So if you're in the stability level and doing balance training, so balance stability, there's going to be little to no movement of your stance leg. So standing on a single leg, and there are progressions where it might be, uh, can you do everything on two legs first on a stable surface? And then can you move to one leg on a stable surface? <clears throat> and then potentially proprioceptively enriched environments where there are two feet on an unstable surface, like an Eric's pad, and then one foot on an unstable surface. Now, that's not necessarily a transfer to training effect. That's simply the ability for our muscles to start to engage. But single leg balance on a stable floor, I think is a very purposeful balance scenario. So if I'm doing balance stability training, little to no movement of the stance leg, then you can do exercises like a single leg multi-planar reach. So the you stand on your left leg, your right leg goes in front of you, sagittal plane. It goes to the side, frontal plane. It kind of reaches back at a 45 degree angle in a transverse plane. You can do hip rotations. You're standing up tall and just rotating the pelvis actually on top of the stable stance single leg. Be careful. What happens oftentimes, you start to rotate the pelvis out and the knee ducks in with it. So the, the stance leg knee goes into internal rotation. The goal here is to keep the knee in line with the second and third toe. Can you move the pelvis back and forth on top of it? Also, I'll do hip hikes and hip drops on that stable single leg. I'll do single leg circles, making a semicircle around me. Single leg arm runners, where I'm pumping the arms forward and backward while standing on a single leg. Single leg calf raises. Uh, something I call a single leg, I'll do crazy arms. What's crazy arms? I'll just say, stand on a single leg and just move your arms in multiple different locations and areas and say, look at me, I'm crazy. I got crazy arms. You can do that. And that would be balanced stability. It would also be very disturbing for your clients and the people around you, but sometimes you need to shake it up. So doing crazy arms, legit. You can legitimately do that. After you've progressed all the way through crazy arms, you may want to look at what it would look like to do balance exercises in the strength level of the NASMOPT model. <coughs> Excuse me, balance exercises in the strength level of the OPT model is basically here's the here's the goal, ready? It's movement of the stance leg 
It's basically any traditional free weight exercise that you would do, not necessarily with weights. You don't necessarily have to have weights, but you're going to do a traditional free weight exercise, but you're going to do it on one leg. So maybe body weight, single leg squats, a single leg RDL, a lunge to balance, a step up to balance. And then you can add in all sorts of different planes. Any of the above can be done pretty much in multiple planes. And we work those planes in motion <clears throat> where it's step up frontal plane, step up transverse plane, lunge to balance in multiple planes. Then we can add those components into it and really challenge our stability. That would help to work our balance strength. I said our stability, but our, our ability to stabilize our balance components. So to increase our neuromuscular efficiency with our single leg exercises, to balance better, to be able to coordinate that movement and stabilize. Then there's the plyometric version of balance training. And that would fall in line when you get to the power phase of the OPT model, your balance exercises are going to be uh, a bit more dynamic. So it's going to include a hop. And a hop is a one-leg exercise versus a jump, which is a two-leg exercise. So it's going to be a hop. <clears throat> and you're going to hold your landing for about three to five seconds. So maybe I'm standing on my, my right leg and I hop over onto my left leg and I do a frontal plane hop. So, or I could just stand there and just jump straight up and then land on my opposite leg and then hold that for three to five seconds. Then I can start changing planes of motion. I can do sagittal plane, frontwards, hop, hold, three to five seconds. Can I hop back? Three to five seconds. Frontal plane, side to side, hop from one leg to the other, doing these ice skater type exercises where you hold your landing. You stick your landing and you hold it three to five seconds before you jump back over or hop back over. Now, when you're doing these side to side ones, your clients inevitably are going to jump from one side to the other. They're going to stand on one leg and they're going to start to slowly fall like timber jump on to the other leg. So my suggestion when they start to fall back into the hop over to the other side is just stop them. <clears throat> Put your leg down, get your balance, and then do it again. And instead of landing and then falling back into that jump, put your foot down, stabilize, see if you can land it and hold it for three to five seconds. Do not jump. Do not hop from one leg back to the other one until I say to do it. It's only going to be about three to five seconds, but do not anticipate it. Wait for me to say go because otherwise they start to get these falling things. You haven't counted yet, and I'm already falling, I'm already, and then they'll jump to the other side. So just get them to, to do this based off of your response and your feedback so that they land and stabilize on a single leg. They can do the switch legs. They can hop same leg onto same leg, right? Uh, they can do box one leg jump ups, one leg jump down. They can do a two-legged jump and land on a single leg, which is... Um, my friend Andy Hanley from the NASM performance side calls those um, jops, a jump, two leg into a single leg landing, a hop. So a jop, or you can do a hop and then land on 
two legs into a jump, which he calls a hump. A hop to a jump is a hump. A jump to a hop is a jump. So you can play with those different variations in the balance power. So again, balance stabilization. Um, or when we're doing balance stability, it's little to no movement of the stance leg. When we do balance strength, it's movement through a full range of motion that can be controlled of the stance leg. And then balance power is a hop with a three to five second hold upon landing. I hope you found this helpful. Please share with your fitness friends and family. Like, subscribe. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Hit me up at rick.richie at nasm.org. Or you can hit me up on threads and Instagram at dr.rickrichie. Um, Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.